Welcome to the Recycle Podcast, where we discuss everyday issues from a mental health perspective. We are your hosts, Dr. Rashonda Strickland, Dr. LaFanya Jones-Hines, and Dr. Nichelle Wall. Now don't get it twisted. We're not going to be your stereotypical therapist. What we will be is informative, down to earth, a little spicy, and vulnerable. All right, interns, turn up your volume, grab your pen and paper. It's supervision time. As a reminder, this podcast is not meant to take the place of a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Welcome back to session 82, The Venus Lie Trap coming up with some good titles i can't do nothing but laugh every time we we uh say them (laughs) but (laughs) um this topic we're going to be talking about being in love with the idea of being in love and being comfortable being the mistress so before we start i wanted to make sure one that y'all know dr jones hines is okay it did turn out that i have covid but i'm on my last evil days of (laughs) recovery so if i sound a little funny I'm still at home quarantining from the ladies to make sure that I'm over the heel. Uh, But next week I should be back in full force. So if I sound funny, that's why. Then I wanted to preface, we approach these topics with the idea in mind of helping people and bringing things to the attention of our listeners and making sure we point out different behaviors. We're not here to wag our finger in anybody's face or belittle somebody. If this is your situation, we are here to just bring these things to your attention and just kind of help you to move forward in whichever way you decide to move forward. As the old saying goes, if it don't apply, let it fly. Exactly. Yep. But a and if it does, holler. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, the old folks had something for everything. <laughs> okay. So, how do you ladies think women become mistresses? I think one way a woman can become a mistress is accidentally. Because we all know that people are not always truthful mm-hmm. uh, when we meet them. By the time they find out, they have already invested in the relationship and it's hard to leave a relationship that is your own and it's a bad relationship. It's hard to leave that. So let alone if they're dating someone and they're married, that's not an exception. I mean, it's still hard to leave that relationship. Mm -hmm. So I think women can become a mistress accidentally falling in love with someone they didn't know was married. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Mm hmm. If anything, I said it's probably the most common way mm-hmm. that uh, women end up becoming mistresses. Uh, another way I would say is you have, you know, the woman that's on the prowl. They're looking for someone that is emotionally unavailable because it puts them in a position to not have to invest into the relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I get to still be free, do my own thing while you are obligated in some ways to this other person. You know, if they have children, things like that, you know, you have things that you have to take care of and it leaves me free to essentially have my cake and eat it too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is the true mistress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you have sugar babies. You know, I want to be taken care of because I think that's a little bit different than Mm -hmm. 
uh, a woman that's looking for an emotionally unavailable person, uh, you know, sugar babies, I'm, I want to be taken care of. Yeah. And sometimes they can get involved with married um, men because, you know, again, you only get to access me at certain mm-hmm. points. So I don't have to fully invest in you the way that I would if you were a single man. Again, this goes back to the idea of I get to have my cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all of these interns are in a, interchangeable as far as gender we're just we're going to go probably more so with the the feminine version uh because that's the more common thing but all of these can be interchanged depending on your gender because side dudes are a real thing out here in these streets mm-hmm. yep yep yeah. exactly do y'all think uh, it's a difference between side chicks and mistresses because that's been in the the, the blogs recently with you know stuff that's going on I want to say yes, because of what my idea of both of them are. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a mistress is defined as someone who has an actual relationship, even though it's still maybe secret. They go out on dates. Mm-hmm. I feel like a side chick is somebody you smack. You haven't. Just say how you want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> we said we was coming out the gate swinging this year. Okay, that's true. I feel like a side chick is someone is, that's being smashed, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, they don't necessarily invest in mm-hmm. getting to know them or, you know, anything like that. It's just somebody you smash. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now that you say that, I get where you're going. I had a slight twist on that. So when I think of mistress, I have a much more kind of old school vibe to that idea of, mm-hmm. that is. Mm-hmm. you know, I feel like this is a woman that quote unquote, or even person, let me just say, that knows their place and they yep. understand the rules. They don't try to infiltrate into the other, the primary relationship uh-huh. in that person. They're yeah. very much so okay having this person have a second life. Yes. Yeah. You know? I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. And the side piece is like, I tear all of this up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> don't play no role like I do what I want to do when I want to do it how I okay. want to do it and yeah. so I, I agree with that yeah you know and I this sounds so bad and I know this is <laughs> I was like please don't tear me up you know people that listen to this in the future uh <laughs> but I feel like mistress is a tad bit more classy than side chick now I'm not yeah. saying that these the people that engage in this behavior are more classy mm-hmm. but I do think that there's a different level of understanding yeah that comes yeah. with a mistress versus being a side chick yes yeah I think mistresses know their place yeah mm-hmm. side chicks continue to tr- create their place and it's mm-hmm. like yeah no no that's not what you that's not what you can really do Mm-hmm. Now get ready to come up here and mess this up. The song that's playing in my head, y'all, is Sideline. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> the Monica song. That's like, yeah. I was like, I'm trying to get it out of my head because I'm going to keep singing it the whole yeah. session. Yeah. And I think that has changed. Well, let me back up. I do believe that this has existed since the, the dawn of human beings, right? Oh, yeah. But I think since this is people a, was rubbing on each other. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but I do believe that the concept of the side chick specifically mm-hmm. in the terms that we use today is very recent because yeah. but beforehand, everybody would have been considered One mistress, yeah. um, regardless of whether you were invested 
you know, you were the second family or you really were just, a, you know, a girl on the side that, you know, the person or the man on the side yeah. really, that the person was having sex with. But I do think that now that's starting to be separated a little mm-hmm. bit more um, because the idea of something on the side, it doesn't have as much weight collectively mm. as it used to. Hmm. You think? Why you why why do you think that is? Well, so just looking at social media, a lot of people now don't really they don't really bat an eye. You know, if you read <laughs> yes, people's it's normal. Yeah, if you read people's comments or you re- listen to and watch videos and things like that, you will see a lot of people say, "Okay, well yeah, you know, you did that, so then I went and did my thing or everybody's in an That's open true. relationship." Yeah. Which is not the same thing, people. As polygamy. So for every, I was like, yeah, we t- we're not talking about approved relationships under polyamory, polygamy, polyandry, mm-hmm. all of, all of these things. We're talking about like you ain't told your main about your side, and your side sometimes knows about the main or yes. mistress. You know, mm-hmm. so it 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 is different. I think yeah. because people follow celebrity mm-hmm. so much now yeah and because celebrities have so much access that people think that this is normal yeah and yeah. they're like oh let me adapt this lifestyle first of all ma'am sir you can't even afford your own lifestyle how are you going to afford two other people's right okay. like if, if we really want to get into the realm of um really having a polyamorous lifestyle people who are truly polyamorous are able to provide for all the people in their circle Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this is not a this is not a cheap lifestyle okay this is not about Mm -mm. your ego being stroked this is about i truly feel like i gain love intimacy sexuality all these things from multiple people versus oh you stroking my ego i'm the big man big woman Mm -hmm. on campus or in town or whatever and people don't really understand that because we're so narcissistic yeah in general yeah Yeah. Uh, i was just thinking about evolutionary you know Mm -hmm. taking it back kind of like we did on one of the previous sessions that a monogamy is also a very recent concept for homo sapiens you know because one women you know biological women can only bear so many children at a time mm-hmm. versus you know men um and a lot of societies women um raised the children together and it was mm-hmm. you know a we're like animals basically you know well, we are animals but <laughs> it's like <laughs> we behaved more like what we think of animals today yeah. but even if you go into um some african cultures like uh i can't remember the exact tribe because my brain is not functioning properly today but the tribe that is based off of the dora milaje that we saw in black panther Mm -hmm. they really were an all-woman tribe and Mm -hmm. they just went found okay you look like a strong man right let me procreate Mm -hmm. and the the women stayed with the tribe and they gave the men babies Mm -hmm. to the to the man yeah so i mean that is that is something that's real i don't think we talk about that enough in you know (laughs) school we don't talk about that at all let's just be honest Mm -hmm. right well that's what makes me wonder you know how that metamorphosis took place you know Mm -hmm. how we went from being much more um free because i don't want to say promiscuous because i don't think it was based Mm -hmm. in that Mm -hmm. but how we were much more free and weren't as possessive over partners 
to this transition to the idea of monogamy and like you are my person, you are my partner and jealousy. You know, I wonder if it was if it was westernized just like everything else. No, I'm pretty sure. That part, because even if you think about having a side piece, a mistress or whatever, it's the same vibe. These are mine. These are my mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you better not ever go. <laughs> Ain't you doing this? Mm-hmm. We doing the same thing. We doing we, it together. We cheating together. <laughs> right. And I, you know, I, I just think that now, like you were saying, it's become uh more we become desensitized to it mm-hmm. because I think it's happened for so long. So many families, you got a, a father that passes away. And the mistress thinks she coming to the funeral. Ma'am, you don't have access to this. You don't have access to this. You She's chose like, to be a mistress. No, you don't. You don't have <laughs> no papers. You have no papers. My you have name no is on the legal right to be anywhere near any of this. And I think right. that's a good distinction to make, you know, for present day. Mm-hmm. Since we do, we now are a society based off monogamy and not necessarily, um, you know, polyamory anymore, or even serial monogamy. We kind of support that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that the idea of marriage, uh, I watched a video not too long ago, and it was talking about common law marriage versus, you know, legal marriage mm-hmm. and the protections that are afforded to wives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And wives and women that have been wives, because whether you're widowed or currently uh, mm-hmm. a wife, a lot of the legal protections and um, benefits that you receive from being in that status, mm-hmm. whether that's um, insurance or wills, trusts, mm-hmm. you know, inheritance, inheritances, um, mm-hmm. you get survivor benefits, you know, social mm-hmm. security. I mean, there's all these things that you get because you have legally declared yourself at this particular status mm-hmm. versus if you are common law or you remain um, single and you're a person on the yeah. side, you're not afforded those same things unless it's mm-hmm. something that the person has specifically written up, written up think, versus the wife. It's an automatic. Yeah. I think we also mm-hmm. have to remember though, that the foundation for legal marriage has a lot to do with, being taken care of without having the rights to take care of yourself. True. And mm-hmm. so back in, I'll say we'll, we'll go the European track <laughs> because this is not <laughs> other countries, Yeah, um, but true. the European track, you know, you didn't have any rights as women. And so you had to find a suitable suitor and they mm-hmm. had to have the ability to take care of you. They had to, gain permission to court you from your father and so on and so forth and you know if if that didn't work out you were just going to be a spencer or old maid or mm-hmm. something like that which you know back in the day well even though these beliefs still hold fast in today's uh societies you know nobody wanted that right you know because that meant your worth wasn't really anything yeah which I think women, I think women are getting better at understanding that their worth is not tied to a man. But of course, because of, you know, the freedoms that we have now. But I think a lot of women still hold true to that concept of thinking mm-hmm. that 
you know, I want to be kept. I want to be taken care of. I want to, you know, have this, this and the other. I want to have the married life. And if that means that I have to uh, date a married man to receive that, then I will. What mistresses don't realize is that you too can be a married woman and one day you might. And then you got to reap what you're going to reap what you sow in some way, shape or form. Yeah, if you Mm -hmm. believe in karma, absolutely. Uh, You know, it makes me wonder, just kind of thinking about this big picture wise. Mm -hmm. Are we as people, are we inherently monogamous or are we inherently polyamorous? Because I've read, you know, research where that that kind of suggests we are really inherently polyamorous. Mm-hmm. And that we get bored very easily, which is why we end up in these serial monogamy type relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and that like from an evolutionary standpoint, we're not necessarily meant to be with one particular person mm-hmm. um, and spread our genetic material around mm-hmm. um, all kinds of things like that. So it makes me wonder, have we forced ourselves to do something that's unnatural to us as a species mm-hmm. and which is why you have this kind of behavior. It's mm-hmm. just that we have a different type of consciousness versus other primates. You know, we can be subjugated and all of these other types of things. Mm-hmm. So we have a different consciousness, which brings morality mm-hmm. um, for us versus, you know, our cousins don't have that. Mm-hmm. So they can engage in their life. <laughs> yeah. They can engage in their life and engage in natural behavior. Because, you know, apes don't really, they're not really monogamous like that. Mm. You know, they have harems and all kinds of, you know, mm-hmm. words that we use for Sometimes stuff. Sometimes like, they're reversed. That too. <laughs> or same sex. <laughs> yes, that is true too. Um, you know, they don't have all of these, these superiority, morality, um, values and, and mores that they live by. Yeah. It has our consciousness led us to do things that are not natural for us as a species i think it's a possibility definitely but i would say as our resident sex therapist when we think about things like this it's important to think of it on a spectrum and not Mm -hmm. black or white i think some people i'll use myself as an example i ain't got the energy to be entertained multiple people Mm -hmm. I, i just don't i'd be like ugh I have time. I don't want one. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I would not still fall under somewhat the polyamorous uh, umbrella because you have to get love from multiple places hmm. and there's multiple types of love. Um, so even if you are monoamorous, which romantically I am monoamorous, I only want one person because of what I said earlier, but that doesn't mean that all my love that I get is coming from only my romantic partner. It may be coming from friends. It may be be coming from, you know, family. Like it it may come from multiple places. And I think when we get to a place where it's like, you are my everything, Mm -hmm. that whole obsessive, only you, I think we start going into some unhealthy realms of monoamory. Mm hmm. So then I want to kind of touch on something you were saying, Dr. Wall, about the possessiveness mm-hmm. and like you are mine. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it brings to mind the idea of the the hopeless romantic, the being uh-huh. love, in love with love. And like, I just want 
love all to myself. Mm-hmm. And do people that are that are hopeless romantics, are they more inclined to be in relationships that are? I hate to say polyamorous because it's not true polyamory Mm-mm. in the traditional sense of not what that romantic word. polyamory. Right. Um, it's poly by number, mm-hmm. not necessarily mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. romantic love. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but people that are hopeless romantics and want to be in love, want to be loved, need to be loved. Do they end up in relationships that are often um, the, of this nature? You know, you know where they be, they are the side person um or the mistress or what is is there another word for side dude because you wouldn't technically call them a mistress side piece mister a mister oh yeah that's what i would say mister (laughs) well i mean you gotta think it's sides and mains so yeah they ain't a main dish they a side dish yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but I wonder, you know, people that just want to be loved, need to be loved and have this inherent desire of wanting to be with somebody, mm-hmm. does it make them vulnerable to choosing to be in that place? I believe it's not necessarily to do with the monoamory or polyamory. It's more so from the mindset of I'll accept anything because I can get that need. Mm-hmm. met yeah. um whether it's a toxic relationship whether it's being in a po- a true polyamorous relationship or a um mistress side piece situation mm-hmm. i think it's more so the the depth that someone is willing to go to get that and then it really mm-hmm. doesn't end up being what they actually wanted mm-hmm. but it's what they settled for I think if they're just willing to take what they can get again, that idea of being single and being uh, an old maid pops up in people. Well, I don't know. If, I don't know if men really. Yes. Men got they, a biological clock too. They do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do have a biological Produced clock. All the way to the end. Don't mean that quality is all the way to the end. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then yeah. They got that, that midlife crisis. That yeah, pops up like all of that has to do with the biological clock and where they feel they should be and what they should have. So, yeah, I, I believe both uh, end up, you know, going going through something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both then will just end up settling for who they can get, thinking that because it's taken so long, it's, it'd be like it's taken so long, but you're 31. <laughs> I hear that you, a lot. Mm-hmm. I know, like yeah. you, thirty-one though. What you mean it's taking so long? First of all, you just possibly you just graduated from college. You just now getting good and grindy in your career. What What are you saying? What are you saying to me? Yeah, I had a conversation similar to that with a client today, and they were saying actually a few clients this week. I just don't want to have to start over, and I'm like, first of all, y'all ain't starting over you continuing on in the journey that you're going. If you are someone who is monoamorous, then until you find your person, all of these are failures, all Mm. of them. Mm. So, I mean, you're, Mm. you're journeying to a place. You didn't start all the way back over at zero just because the relationship didn't work out. Cause if you did then I'm gonna be like, why are you dating people? Cause something wrong with you. (laughs) (laughs) So I, you know, when I have those types of conversations with my clients, they always like, you know, you kind of right. I said, I know that's why I said it, but, (laughs) 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 but I still be like, you have to work on conceptualizing the way you date 
differently. It's okay to be like, hey, no, I'm taking a break because this last relationship wore me out. I'm sick of people or whatever the situation is because y'all know I'm quick to do that on a regular (laughs) (laughs) without a date. It's just like, ah, I don't want to talk to these people. I'm done. But when you are in that process of finding your person, like we've talked about in the are you that somebody, you have to really be paying attention to our are my needs being met and a lot of times we don't do that and it's just more so I want the position Uh I Uh want the relationship position oh yeah and sometimes it's not about I want the uh, relationship sometimes I just need my I just need my needs to be met and that can be Mm -hmm. a variety of things you know Mm -hmm. I've had um people in the past that I've worked with that were very hypersexual and and just kind of naturally, not on some like I'm in a whole phase kind of idea, no. but they were just kind of naturally hypersexual and they were very much so OK being the side person. Mm-hmm. You know, this was a role that they had no problem being in, actually preferred being in that position because mm-hmm. like some of the stuff that I was saying a little bit earlier, it allowed them to live the life that they sought for themselves Now, you know, of course, we were dealing with other things related to that, but it did allow this person to engage in a life that worked for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, The unfortunate part is there is a a second half Mm -hmm. of that, that even though it works for you, there is, since you are the side and we're talking about side and main, there is another set of individuals that are likely going to be hurt by the behavior you're engaging in, Mm -hmm. even if you and the person that you're dealing with have an understanding. Yeah. The and, third person likely does not have this understanding. And that's always uh-huh. my issue. I, I yeah. just can't deal with a relationship where there is deception. Like, tell me all the stuff. Don't take my rights away. I don't like to make choices not based off of all the information. So if y'all set up something where everybody knows this is cool, this is cool, this is cool, then live that life. That That's what works for y'all. Mm-hmm. But also be uh, aware that, hey, this is what I need. So that you can go find people that match up with that versus pushing someone into a lifestyle that they never, ever agreed to. Exactly. It's so much going on in the world right now, and we could all use some extra support. At Balanced Beacon, we offer counseling services for individuals, couples, families, and groups. If you're in Texas, give us a call at 214 396-6503 or visit our website at www.balancebeacon.com for more information. I have an example, a, a personal example of this. So in around 2008, I had just moved to Texas. We was working on a doctorate degree and I started working at Parkland. I was introduced to this resident And we couldn't, you know, date or anything because I had just started talking to someone else and we had a conversation on the phone. I told him about this other guy, you know, he was like, all right, well, you know, I don't want to be involved in it like that. Oh, cool. Fine. So we took a break. Whatever. Cool. Ended the little whatever I had with the other guy because it didn't it just didn't work out. And so this uh, the resident and I started talking again. But come to find out, he and I don't have the same beliefs in uh god and so it wasn't going to work out but we remain friends and every now and again he'll pop up we'll communicate for like two days and then we'll just kind of phase out 
every time we would talk and meeting back up, I would be like, how you doing? How are you still single? You still single? What's going on with you? You know, we were just chalking it up, friends. Mm-hmm. So when I moved to Arizona, same thing happened. He hit me up, told him I moved to Arizona. I assume we had FaceTime or something because I saw him get out of his chair and like kind of creep to the door to close the door. And now, mind you, he had already <laughs> told me he wasn't dating anybody. I was like, so of course, a red flag. I was like, you got a roommate or something? Why you tiptoeing to the yeah. door? And he was like, yeah, I got a roommate, you know, but I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Didn't think nothing of it. We, we had been knowing each other since like 2008. Why you got a lot of me, Craig? You know, we ain't, <laughs> right. we ain't got nothing going on. So uh, for whatever reason, I had known him all these years and I didn't know his birthday. So I had texted him the next day. I was like, hey, what is your birthday? And it was taking him a minute to respond. So I was like, okay, well, let me look through my iPhone and see if I have, you know, that information. Mm-hmm. So when I looked in the contact information on the Facebook, it had a woman's name. I was like, why is there a woman's name on his Facebook page? Uh-oh. So. I looked this woman's name up and I saw him in the picture. First, it was inconspicuous. It was kind of just like they would, they had taken a picture. I was like, okay, well, I wonder if that's his sister. Mm-mm. Kept looking, kept looking at them pictures and oh. they was getting lovelier and lovelier. And then, <laughs> I looked at, and then I looked at the content of one of the pictures and it was like, I'm glad hubby and I decided to bring the nanny on our, cause they was in Hawaii on our trip it was that was the best decision oh, ever. i was like i said hubby girl you dodged a whole bullet because he was getting ready to come to arizona to visit me uh-oh so i texted <laughs> him and i said are you married and he was taking a long time to respond and i was on my way to my kickboxing class mm. i said you better respond by the time i get out of my class or i'm calling your wife and i'm telling her everything Ooh, because so you're the t- out there doing that slick talk. Mm. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. So by the time I got out of class, he had done text me, called me back to back, back to back, text me 30 times. I'm so sorry. Yes, I'm married. Blah, blah, blah. Really? You're- so I'm looking at these pictures and he met this lady or had been talking to this lady since 2008 when he met me. Oh, Lord. So he was and I'm like, man. Yes, Ooh. that's so. It just makes you feel so bad. You know what I mean? And you ain't even did nothing, but even, you just like trying I to be do. proactive in your mm-hmm. relationships. If you are a an okay person, you're like, mm, let me check the situation out. And so that's one of them instances where I was talking about you people taking your your ability yep. to make informed decisions away, and then you could have potentially not even on some I'm about to get with him stuff, but could have potentially ruined this woman's life completely. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know about her. No, nope. and I'm just like, dude, like you didn't even have to lie to me because we friends. Right. You could have told me about this woman. Mm-hmm. Whenever we were talking, I had a boyfriend. I would tell him, "Oh yeah, I'm dating such and such, such and such." Like I would mm-hmm. always tell him about me. Yeah. So, needless to say, we don't talk no more. Yeah, yeah, because he can't be trusted. No, you know, when you brought up your um example of mm-hmm. when a mistress or a side piece occurs or whatever. Well, mistress, because we already discussed side piece a little bit different. <laughs> um, <laughs> I even, I've had a personal experience with that. Mm-hmm. Like, love of my life. One of the, one of the loves. 
uh-huh. life or whatever. Serial monogamist over here. Hey, you know, <laughs> you know, and you know, I'm someone who, you know, I take my time. I really get to know somebody. I ask all the questions. Are uh-huh. you married? Is anybody married to you? Like I asked, the, <laughs> I asked uh-huh. this question. You know, does anybody think they married? To exactly. You? Even my mom asked this individual these questions. Mm-hmm. They were like, nah. I said, nah. nah. Fast forward. They was married. Mm. Mm-hmm. They was Liar. married and they belong to the United States of America. <laughs> so I was like, uh-uh. So I, I get the information because I, I have somebody that was in the military that could give me the information. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, military families, we, we stick together. Right. And mm-hmm. so my heart was broke. But I, I immediately text and said, uh-uh, we done, we finished. I said, if you ever want to talk to me, I need to see divorce decree in hand stamped by the judge. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And don't mm-hmm. talk to me until you do it. Mm. Because I, I have never wanted to be the downfall of anybody for any reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's super emotional like me, I just I can't take that. I would feel so bad, so much guilt or whatever the situation was. And so I just I don't understand how people can go to those depths to get their needs met. And they're like, forget all y'all. Right. That's interesting. Mm. Yeah. I got time. So y'all be careful out here in these streets. Ask questions. (laughs) That is true. And sometimes, you know, vital statistics are free. You can look things up. You can look things up on your own or with a friend. And if you're dating someone who is divorced, ask for them divorce papers. Divorce decree. It should have when it was filed on there. It should have Mm -hmm. when it was signed. It should have the judge, the county. Look, I don't don't play. Again, vital statistics are free. Yeah, you can look up anybody's information unless it's something now, you can't like Bird. look up people's socials and stuff. No, but you can look up whether somebody's married or divorced. Yeah. You know, you just got to have somebody name. You know, some stuff is just easy. And I don't know if we and when I say we, I mean, kind of as a collective, I don't know if we do a great job of really vetting people. No, we don't. you know, we just take people's word for it um, mm-hmm. and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, he said, well, he's he said she said. <laughs> okay. You know, and the thing is, hopefully, because of the way the world is going now and how we know people lie and have all this extra stuff going on and diseases and all this stuff going on, hopefully, we get into that age of researching, mm-hmm. uh, asking for documents, mm-hmm. you know, and, and like you said, vetting better because. Yeah, that's how you get caught up. We get caught up because we don't ask enough questions. Yeah. And even if you ask questions, that sometimes it's not even enough. You still have to take a step. step yes. Uh, yeah. More than that. Yeah. You got to verify. Can I add a sexual side note? Mm. Sure. Because this includes people's status. Oh, you know what I mean? Like before you lay down with people, what what's their their test status? That's, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And if they got a problem with getting it, run. Because right. I don't care about themselves yep. or in, you. In this day and age, I mean, I don't even understand how that's even a problem. Right. You can, for, you for can go the, get a full panel at Walgreens. And that's why I'm saying <laughs> oh, like wow. the, the younger generation, you know, I can, and I hate to say this, but I can understand for an older, yeah, yeah. you know, set of individuals, you know, in the 
late 50s, 60s plus, of course. you know, their ideas of getting tested are very different. But if you're in your 40s, 30s, definitely in your 20s, yeah. you were we were raised and grew up under the idea of being tested, get tested, get tested. Yeah. So I don't even it's just like I don't understand people that smoke cigarettes and you under the age of 60 like we were bombarded with information about being safe about safe sex and safe practices so Mm -hmm. yeah i can completely understand not vetting in that but we just don't do a good um, job of i have a lot of clients that are like well i'm embarrassed to ask well then you don't need to be having sex you don't need to have sex my mom always told me if you can't talk about it you don't need to be doing it Mm -hmm. Okay, acting okay. like Samantha on uh, Sex in the City when she fainted when she went to get her HIV test oh, <laughs> and Lord. they called her to that room and she fainted she thought she had AIDS <laughs> it's like look it's one that should be part of you if you are um, you know having sissy time with people you, this should just mm-hmm. be part of your regular routine yeah it is for peace of mind and if that's the case then you need to be practicing safe sissy time safer (laughs) right um yeah man the vetting process Mm. we need a session on that on how to vet people because i evidently i don't know what i'm doing (laughs) i don't know if we all know what we're doing i think we all just just a luck of a draw I was like, we all just out here just doing stuff. Yeah, I just think just it's a luck of the draw. And you just, just in like throwing uh, spaghetti at the wall, just trying to whatever see if it stick. <laughs> yep, yep. I, I and you know, honestly, I think it's about just two people deciding that that's what they want. Mm-hmm. And you want it with each other. I don't, I don't know if there's a perfect science to this. It ain't. No, it ain't. And you got to find somebody that's going to be honest with you when they no longer want to be in the agreement. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. 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 yeah. See, okay. I think of a time where I've had, um, where I was in a relationship with a man that was married, and I didn't know that he was married. I only had that one time, and I, I guess because of them being military and coming in new. Mm-hmm. It's it's easy to not know that information, but my my mom is a master detective, so it, mm. I don't really have to worry about that. And I got a couple of friends that will will find everything about you. Gotcha. Where you were born, what hospital, like they mm. they be in there. Yeah. Oh. I've been approached by a married man. I actually went out on a date a couple of times with a married dude, and it was one of those things like, why do you always want to do this or why do you, you know, mm-hmm. like your brain starts like, well, why do you only call at this time? Or why uh, do you, you only, connecting the dots. Uh, why do you only mm-hmm. do? And he was like, oh, well, I mean, I'm, a, he, I'm married. Oh, oh, okay. Well, well, I mean, so it, wasn't, me. it was one of those things like you didn't tell me, but then when I asked, it wasn't like, you were trying no, to hide. it ain't like that. It, it, oh, I'm married. Oh, so you regularly. Mm-hmm. Like you comfortable? This is you, you regularly cheat on your wife. That's so mm-hmm. sad. Like I know you people like that. I started thinking about it and like, why did I not know this in years? But I think it was because when we first met, he was a resident and I was a doctoral student, so we were both busy because I wasn't looking for a relationship. So it was easy for us to not talk on a regular basis. And then once we found out that our um, beliefs didn't match. It was just automatically for me, he was in the friend zone. 
So mm-hmm. I really wasn't paying attention to that because I didn't care. I, I wasn't interested in him like that. But I always thought he was a good dude. You know, I always thought like, man, you know, when I meet somebody, I want him to include the belief part, but be like him. Mm. Don't nope, that break man. your heart though when somebody that you didn't put in time with? I don't mean on a romantic, but like mm-hmm. when uh you're trying to build up maybe your guy friends or something like this. This is what me and uh the bestie have talked about. And they just be trash. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, Man, I thought you were a good person, but you're not. You're you're really yeah dumpster juice as she would say <laughs> he, he definitely taught me a lesson about uh vetting better mm-hmm. you know it's funny you gotta be careful about what you say about certain things because if you go too deep or too far into one thing one other people will know that you're talking about them exactly that's one um and then two you never know how somebody's going to interpret what your you, words your words mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Interpret your words and interpret your behavior of something that happened 10, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, you got it. And I don't know if we do a good job of keeping things in context, but <laughs> but I do wonder. So the, you know, just kind of thinking about the person that wants and needs to be loved and they end up in a relationship that is, you know, this as being the side person. What do you think is the catalyst that makes them decide that this is no longer acceptable to them? I think I would say one of the catalysts is realizing that they want something more. Like, I don't want to just be the person you can call during the day. I want to be able to have conversations with you at night. I don't want to just be somebody you can never take me out on a date in public. We always have to eat at my house or at your penthouse or something. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think they begin to realize that they want more than what a married person can give them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's an evolution. I think the catalyst can be anything. It can be, hey, the person got pregnant and they no longer going to do this. It done got too deep or, hey, I want to be a better parent. Uh, to the kid that's coming you know I I think it's just an evolution of this no longer uh, suits me works for me fits you know what I want for my life Um, if it's the sneak thing you know if I use myself as an example I was like sneaky link yeah well that wasn't a sneaky link that was a you just pulled that's a, a whole that's a different type of side person different <laughs> and, and that's mutually <laughs> beneficial Um, but in my situation I was just like oh no I'm not doing this it's just mm. certain things I'm not I'm I'm not doing this mm-hmm. and it's no amount of words or things that you can ever say to me that is going to make me subject myself to being second to anybody. Mm. OK, and I, I think another caveat could be um, perhaps the mistress saw him out with his family when it slaps you in your face. It's like, man, I'm really doing this to this other woman. Mm. OK, now. With a side piece, it's gonna be. I'm trying to take that position. Mm-hmm. Mm, there's a com- competition yes. piece to it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Versus the mistress is like, okay, now I got to go mm-hmm. cry in the corner over here mm-hmm. and go find mm-hmm. the person. Mm. Man, yeah. I'm gonna stay for forever. You know, oh, they'll yeah. be written into the wheel. They get their little piece. Um, but a side piece is typically going to be like let me move into the territory and i'm always like you do know they're gonna do the same thing to you right right like the old folks say how you get them 
That's how you lose them. how you're going to lose them. Yep. Yep. I don't care if you've been with them for 10, 10, 15, 20 years. You better check them 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah, I have um, known a person that was involved with a married person for, I think they'd been together like maybe 11, 12 years mm-hmm. and went on vacation with the family. Mm. Yeah. Now, of course, the you know, she wasn't like involved with the family, but like, you know, had another room, had another room mm-hmm. and a different hotel. You know, he would go off and say he's going to do whatever and then be with her and be, they would do their vacation thing. Mm. Um, you know, the wife was aware that they had been having this relationship, you know, of course, you know, he, I'm I'm assuming he would say, oh, it's over, it's over, it's over. But then, you know, some years Mm -hmm. later, you know, you're still with this woman, you're still dealing with her, but, um, he was much older than this, this other person. So him and his wife had been together maybe 30, 40 Mm. years or something like this, because he was significantly older than the person. Mm. Um, and but that was something that, you know, me and that person would talk about is kind of like, well, like, what benefit does this actually have for you mm-hmm. outside of the financial benefit that you have and, you know, not having the pressure of being her? Mm-hmm. Other than that, what does this actually do for you if you want to be partnered with somebody? Because ultimately they wanted to be partnered, but. Like, are you truly mm-hmm. in a partnership? Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. partnership suggests that there is a team aspect to what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And what is the team aspect that you have going on here? You know, is financial support what you consider to be teamwork? If so, then okay. Then yeah, he is your teammate. Mm-hmm. But when you are stressed or you're hurt or sad or whatnot, where are you getting that type of support? Because mm-hmm. it's a little bit different getting it from your friends and your family than getting it from yep. your romantic partner. Mm-hmm. But when you need that mm-hmm. and that person is not available because they have a whole family. Yeah. Like it's, mm-hmm. they don't just have a wife. They have children. Yeah. So when they have a whole family and a whole set of obligations that they just can't just drop because you need them. What what are you actually getting? Yeah. I think a lot of mistresses also have in their mind that marrying, I mean, not marrying, dating a married person, they like your person that you knew, um, they can wine and dine them differently than, I guess, single men or even men their age. It's an established person. Mm -hmm. They understand. It's weird to say this, but they understand family commitment. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. and what it takes to. Uh, go the extra mile mm. and if they so are that, financially capable they will definitely be able to do that gotcha I would have to agree with that because when I started dating my husband he dated me mm-hmm. completely different than mm-hmm. any of the other because in the all of the other guys that I had ever dated uh none of them had been previously married yeah gotcha. and and so my husband courted me completely different than any which is why he why I got his last name now he made it <laughs> he made the cut he yeah. made the cut but I and, 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 I, and we all we feel that you you know how when you meet somebody that courts you the way you want to be courted regardless of who it comes from single if they if he's single or married you know mm. that it's different 
Yeah. It is different. Okay. You know, when y'all sit back and think about relationships that really could have worked, there's a a shift in just the way you were treated. You know, the, the ability to take care of the person that you've chosen, the ability to hear them, you know, those little bitty things come with experience, training, Mm -hmm. (laughs) whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, so I can see that. Okay. Yeah. Dang. One of my kind of final questions. Is there a benefit to the mistress slash side chick to the main relationship? Yes. Yes. Now you're okay with it. These women, this is not a new position. This is, you know, from the dawn of time, right? Mm -hmm. So has there been a benefit that this role has played to the main relationship? I, I think it uh, it is a benefit. Um, I, I can't remember what I was reading. I can't remember if it was a book or an article or something that I was reading. And it was actually the woman that was having an affair. Um, she was having an affair and she was, I think, in the kitchen cooking or washing dishes or something. And all of a sudden she looks out the window and she saw her mister out. Ninja, what is you doing here? <laughs> right, right. And so I think, you know, she kind of like rushed outside. I was like, what are you doing here? You know, talking to had him go away or whatever, whatever. And so in that article, she was saying how having him, although she ended it, having him uh helped helped better her relationship. Um, and and I think it was more so because. I guess once she saw him at the house, she realized like what she was doing to her husband. Like mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, because no, like if that was me, I would be crushed, especially if I would have saw this person out there. So it made her gravitate to her husband more frequent, more often and, and more communicate. Gotcha. Now, what I've heard and seen in like some articles and things of that nature is that it delegates the load the responsibility not to go to a full sister wife situation that's a different show is we're not talking Uh, about that type of polyamory (laughs) no but it's like and you see this a lot of times in wealthier situations where Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. this is my role this is what i'm supposed to do go on out there get you get you Mm -hmm. together and then you come back home and i ain't got to worry about it and so just run me my money. Yeah. So you really have to be okay with the dynamics of your relationship. Like I said, it's not for everybody, true. but mm-hmm. I do know some people who are in this lifestyle and it works for them. But like I said, this is also people who are they've chosen it. They've chosen it versus the deception and the lying. Mm-hmm. Because then yeah. when the lying is there, I don't think there's much benefit. Gotcha. Because you I agree with that the energy of both relations or however many relationships is going to be tainted. Um, it's a lot of sneaking around, a right. lot of lying, trying to remember what you lied about. Like, right. So mm-hmm. I think, it's, I think it's, if it's deception there, I think the person that's doing the lying or dishonesty, I think is, it could be, unless they just trash, it could be growth <laughs> for them. Now for the other person, it may not be growth because they don't know what's going on. But for them, it could be growth in, in that, like in that example that I gave. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. 
Yeah. I was just kind of wondering like how, if, because I believe that I have read something similar that there has been a benefit. If you talk again, I'm going back to that whole evolutionary standpoint, you know, our base needs when I was saying a little bit earlier Mm -hmm. that the women would take care of the children. And then, you know, the man kind of went off and do it's a, a slight twist on that same idea. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a much more sophisticated version of what you're talking yeah. about. But that was kind of where my head was going. Like, has there been a benefit? Um, and I'm not advocating people go out and, you know, have side <laughs> pieces. <laughs> but no. again, if you've chosen that, then you choose that and you do what you do. Um, but is there a benefit? And when you think about that sharing the load piece where mm-hmm. I'm not your everything, mm-hmm. you know, that allows a different type of love in that other relationship to take place. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a different, what I can foresee is that there's a sense of obligation that comes duty and responsibility with mm-hmm. the main relationship. Yeah. Um, so if I can share that load with somebody else, then it solidifies the, that person, one that's stepping outside solidifies their mm-hmm. um, desire to do that with the main relationship yeah like back in the day i think that dynamic could definitely work for those who wanted that dynamic but now because there's so many women that want to be in the work field and so many women that's getting their education that they don't want to be stay-at-home wives they don't they don't even want to be mothers so i think that i think now that type of dynamic would be so difficult to find Probably. Um, hmm. Probably. Yeah. In today's society, you know, because the dynamics of uh, and we're talking about heterosexual relationships. Well, at least let me say I am talking about heterosexual relationships. Imagine this. Um, there's a difference for, um, you know, the community. Mm-hmm. But the idea of what women want their role to be in a relationship mm-hmm what they can contribute to a relationship mm-hmm. um, and their expectations of what they receive from a relationship are changing and they seem to be changing very quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I think because women have now realized that to get to this point, we, our ancestors have worked so hard for us to continue to be trailblazers, to, to mm-hmm. continue to have a voice, to continue to have an opinion, like to go backward. Like I'm like, Mm-mm, I, give me my monogamy relationship. Cause I, <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Okay. So I definitely would say if you're going to be in this lifestyle, choose it. Yeah. Don't I fall into that. it. Yeah. And just so our interns are aware this may seem like a skewed conversation this session but it's only because we've already talked about the negative sides of cheating and so those uh, sessions will be linked in our bio or Mm -hmm. I mean in the description box so we didn't need or we didn't feel a need to, Mm -hmm. to go back over all the negative sides of that we wanted to you know, get more into the psyche of the person that does this as well as maybe some of the benefits of why they are doing these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we all do things for a reason, whether they're to oh, our yeah. benefit or to the benefit of others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Girl's Trip is next week. So if you haven't seen it since 2017, uh, <laughs> dust off your DVDs uh, or, you know, Amazon Prime it or, you know, Voodoo or whatever you use. Mm-hmm. 
It's like $3.99. <laughs> Check it out. We'll be going over that one next week. And of course, y'all know we end off with a quote. This one is by Margaret Anderson. In real love, you want the other person's good. In romantic love, you want the other person. Must be this volume control. So, okay, interns, process your notes. Be sure to catch us next session and find us on all major platforms at The Recycled Podcast. If you're a new intern, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Thanks for listening. And remember, we are shifting and reshaping our psyche through healing conversations and connections, one discussion at a time.